Seltzer Kings podcasts. Hi, everybody. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And we are the hosts of Boys Watching Buffy, a podcast where we go through every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time and give our review and reactions. So come join two men who call themselves boys experiencing Sunnydale and the Buffyverse for the very first time. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you can find podcasts. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs, Grab yourself a white wine, or even a cosmopolitan, and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. My name is John Sieber. And I'm Kevin Doyle. What is that? Is that Jet? No, it's... Lifestyle is oh, rich and famous. Why'd you play that? It okay. Well, here's the thing: when you start, <laughs> you got to start it at the time. No, when you do that, well, yeah, the reason I said it was <laughs> when I when I said you started that, like you, uh, it that drum sounds like either Jet, are you gonna be my, my girl? girl, or it sounds like Lust for Life, Lust for Life, or, or it sounds is that the beginning of Lifestyle is the Rich and Famous yeah. by uh, by Good Charlotte? Is it really? Yeah, Lifestyles. I didn't realize it started with the, with the drum thing like that. I'm not a big charlatan we- in terms of the band. A charlatan? I'm not a charlatan. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not either. The first time I listened to them was when we mentioned them on the pod a few weeks ago. Really? I mean, you that was the first time since that? MTV, since, since we watched them on MTV. I remember one time they were hosting MTV TRL or something like that, and they were hosting it with... Newfound Glory, remember yep. that band? Oh yeah, and Newfound. Gl- I went on tour with Newfound Glory, by the way. What? I'll tell you that story. I'll tell you that later. Huge brag. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, listen, I've got so many more brags. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, but uh, when they brought him back, Newfound Glory was like, "And ladies and gentlemen, welcome your host Orgy." Remember the band <laughs> yes. Orgy? Because because the guys in Good yeah. Charlotte always wore like eye makeup and yeah. stuff, and they were really offended that Newfound Glory <laughs> said that. I was like. Nice, nice jab. Nice joke, Newfound Glory. That's great. Listen, Newfound Glory, if you're still out there, and I know you are. They are. Be on our pod. If you remember when we went on tour together before you guys were signed way back in the day, come be on the pod. Come be on the pod. Chad, Cyrus, Ian. We shared some times in Florida. You know what's funny is at like one of the first few episodes you got upset when we were going to say our ages and you just yeah. aged oh, I yourself just aged myself so yeah. much harder than any. <laughs> That's true. That I'm doing true. something. Um, I don't care anymore. Today, I really don't. <laughs> Corey's 63. I'm 63 <laughs> years old and I'm proud. I've got a bunch of kids and this uh, is, one of them's here today. This say is, hi, Jonathan. One of, one of them graduated college this, uh, he this year. He did. Right? <laughs> he did. I'm really, he got a, he got a really great internship and I'm really, I'm really <laughs> proud of him you guys i, I oh, want to share something yep i'm today i'm doing something that i've never ever done before what's that i'm wearing long underwear because it's so cold outside no top never or bottom top or bottom bottoms right here i can't do that and I, it's i'll tell you what when you're outside it's great yeah it's so great the rest of the day it's one of the worst feelings 
of all time. That's why I can't do it. It, it rides in every single crevasse of your body mm. at all times. You're See, sweaty. right now we're rocking 14 degrees, and it is it is Thursday. This will be out in a few days. Wherever it's it's like 20 degrees colder. In listeners, the Midwest. Yeah. listeners yeah. all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, show yourselves. We want to know how cold it is for you right now. It's it's yeah. it's freezing out there. By the it's time crazy. you hear this, the cold snap might be over. But this morning, but go back to the the almanac and go see back what to the it almanac. Was. See where you were on, <laughs> on Thursday. On the farm, the old farmer's almanac. Yeah, dude. Uh, I hope there's a Sex and the City episode where one of the girls gets really into the farmer's almanac. God, yeah, I hope so too. She's just like, <laughs> I mean, every it's so hard to like. Thing, like our Christmas episodes were a good example. It's just like, yeah, yeah, Christmas. Oh, they fucking with candy canes. I mean, or or dinosaur myths. Yeah. But that's the first thing I think. I'm like, oh, she meets a guy. He's like, I write the farmer's almanac. And then she fucks him. That's, <laughs> that's the whole episode. Um, okay. If you are, first of all, we have to say thank you to a couple real fans. We really do. Yeah. Thomas Leonard. Thomas Leonard. We Thomas Leonard won... Jennifer Cation Armstrong's book one time, yeah. but then why are we thanking him now? Because he came and saw our show. I I knew that it was oh, a hypothetical I was, question. I was like, yeah. I was setting you I was up. Like, Come on, yeah. We that's, had a show. Corey and I and I, I had you a show. Almost on got Monday. offended. That was a bounce pass yeah. to you like, to thank him. Yeah, I'm I'm so used because to you never, you never took improv classes and learned about group mind, did you? I I didn't. Well, <laughs> listen, I spent a lot of time in my late twenties. Back, you know, I'm 74 now, but I in the, my late twenties, I wasted lots of time learning about group mind and improv. You, you know yes, the Malcolm. You know the Malcolm Gladwell zip. You know the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours? There's yeah. a tweet that said, um, Malcolm Gladwell says it only takes $10,000 to be an expert at improv. <laughs> <laughs> He's wrong. It's 20. <laughs> so you got to think about all the times you paid for rehearsal space <laughs> for you for you and all the, your, your temp friends to practice heralds together. So Corey doesn't do improv anymore. We do a stand-up show. That's true. And we did a show on Monday at mm-hmm. the Bowery Ballroom mm-hmm. and Thomas Leonard brought a few other Bradshaw boy fans mm-hmm. and uh and and we thank you we raised a lot of money yeah, for it was great yeah uh, an organization we told some jokes and so we say thank you i sat in the audience and i laughed very hard <sighs> that's good we want to tip our glasses to john sieber i laughed very hard and to thomas leonard mm-hmm. thomas tip, leonard thank if, you, you. if you see him in the street tip, tip your glass, glass. <laughs> i do um, gotta say i don't know that anyone's offended by this but i'm also thankful for my improv classes i'll say that <laughs> They really helped. They, re- they really helped me. It really did really help funny. me. Um, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon followers. Oh my gosh, so do I. Wow, we're crushing it right now at Patreon. If it. you guys, if you guys want us to get vulnerable right now, we will. <laughs> do we have any fans besides Thomas Leonard? Well, and there's a there's a whole I, bunch of uh, <laughs> of uh, iPads at the Apple Store that seem to really like us. Yeah, no, I we could go by Carly. Carly is one of our regular listeners. We're shouting. Um, we also have uh, Morgan Olympia. Yep. Jonathan Valdez. St- uh, Strawberry Daiquiri. That's Beth. Uh, Lucinda Intervention. She's one. Sandy Sieber. That's my mother. But, but once you get a little freaky and you go down, you're like, who are the ones we've made direct contact with? Like, what if, what if all of the numbers on iTunes, that's all a lie? And what if it's like straight up? 
seven people. I'd be totally okay with that. I'd be totally okay. There's something more empowering about it. You're just like, you're like, we're, this is our little whisper network. It's like, yeah, there's some people that have tuned in for the first five minutes and they're like, this is boring. And I don't know, they count as a listen, but we know the ones. Yeah. And we want to tip our glasses to you. That's right. Hannah Drake. Hannah Drake, you're another one out there. Thank you very much. I know, but now we're saying their names, and now they don't respond. We're like, they just listened to one like seven <laughs> months know. ago. I know. We're no, co- Hannah, Hannah Drake, after we had this conversation, I believe, on the last episode, Hannah Drake, 42 on Twitter, she said, John is right. I'll make a man out of you is the best Disney song of all time. Holler. I, I, will, I will gladly argue that against any single person, dead or alive. I, I mean, what about I, I You'll wouldn't... Be In My Heart, the Phil Collins? No. I love that song. No. It's such a good song. Um. I make a man out of you pumps you up so much. It's a great karaoke song too, Kevin. I know. I've seen you do it. It's It's been amazing. Fantastic. It's a great song. Well, we listen, anyone that faithfully listens, we're we're not guilting you into doing anything. We want you to keep listening. We want to keep giving you great stuff. Yeah. And our Patreon is there in those episodes. There's going to be more of those episodes. Also, if you do want to go to iTunes, Listen, I went, I, I gave us about 50, 50 <laughs> reviews at Apple stores. Okay. So I've done my work to give my podcast five stars, but you got to fight wade through the bullshit. Okay. But if you guys would do that, we would love it. And if you want to tell a friend, we'll figure out some way that if, if you tell a friend and they listen to an episode, we will somehow reward you. I think we need to write hand handwritten cards that we can send to our fans that they can then forward on to their friends to invite them cordially to listen to our podcast. Like like wedding invitations or something? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, here's here's a challenge. If anyone would like the three of us to write a handwritten invitation to listen to our podcast that mm. then you can add to and forward to your friends, mm. let us know. I'll stop by a craft store. I'll pick up some some Just do we should do real postcards. Yeah. And we should just be like any Sex and the City fans. Give us your home address. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make postcards with the three of us on there, and we'll and we'll just do a. You you are cordially okay. invited. I'm gonna write that down to listen to our podcast and give yeah. it five stars. I think like apparently we'll this, get boots on the ground, baby. I know that's what you you know, and all the shit. I put up a Facebook invitation to a show Corey and I did a while ago. We spent like seventy bucks, and it's like it it made contact with nine thousand people. And then we were there. It was just all people that we've met. Yeah. It was never, there was not a single person that was not a person that was either a friend, a friend of a friend, or a person that saw us at another show and was like, let me know if you ever perform. So we need to make direct contact, Mm -hmm. go to the tangibles. I'll even cut off some of my hair and you can send a piece of me. What are all the weird, here's what we need to do. We need to, that's going to lead to, if you're ever murdered, that's going to solve the murder case. That's fine. Because your DNA will be out there. That's great. I, I mean, that. I'm I'm glad if you're murdered by an owl, which we found out is <laughs> possible. Yeah, Beth Strawberry Daiquiri, she sent a thing back saying that owls do murder people, and maybe that That's was insane. how the staircase happened. You I'm know, now scared of owls. Also, uh, Jessica Simpson's dog got taken away just oh, by yeah. a bird. Of it was prison. a little dog, though. I know it's not like it was a marmot. But we, dog. my parents have little dogs, and they're like, you have to watch it. And I didn't one time. They're like. They're like a hawk could pick it up, and I was like, "Are you serious?" My mom was like, "Yeah, I'm a Jessica Simpson's dog." And I, isn't that like the whole comedic thing in Monty Python Quest for the Holy Grail, where they talk about what kind of bird could carry away uh, anyone? I haven't seen it. I think so. I think it's, so. Yeah. It's great. You should rewatch that movie. It is really funny. So you know what I think is genius in that movie, and it's so simple, is that him doing the coconuts, doing oh, the yeah. horse hooves. Uh-huh. He just the follows him around the, the entire time. time and just kind of holds his hand out. So funny. What uh, what episode are we watching today? We're watching. 
We're watching the episode after the one we watched last time. It is Sex and the City. You know, I like it. Remember, I told you I didn't care anymore. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. It's uh, last, last, it's episode nine is what we're watching. What's it called? Easy come, easy go. Ooh, I uh, will say some dude that comes too fast. Spoiler and a breakup. Uh, my Possible. wife, Katie. Shout out. Wait, Katie. hold on. Katie's your wife. That's the spoiler. Spoiler alert. Dang it. I was hoping to find that out on my own. As I was walking over here, I was uh, chatting with her. Yep. And she's like, you're about to see a really good episode. So really? Yeah. I do hate that I read the log line because whenever we read these first, I just read the log line because it just came out. Oh, because it, it says what it's it about. It spoiled a few things for me. Yes. Yeah, she this said is, it's really good. I say the audience gets to savor this moment. Yeah. That's the good thing about this podcast. It's not like other podcasts where they're like, we're big. Right now, you guys get to be like, fuck, you're about to fucking see That's Steve <laughs> come too fast. Just kidding. I don't You're know. You're about to see Steve just but sink a half court. He's going to sink a half court over and over. <laughs> but it is pretty cool. Like for people that are like, where are you guys at? And they're like, Oh, Oh, that's like, so fun. Yeah. When you're like reading an Epic book mm -hmm. and like, and someone else is behind you, the best question is just like, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, the ship sailed. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Ha what, who's on the ship? <gasps> oh, just wait. I know. Oh no. I was just talking wait. to a friend. We're and then oh, what, what did Brendan say? Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. Oh, it's going to get so good. It is funny. I was, I was, I was reading a book last night about brag. reading and writing. Yeah. That was another brag. I read books too. I was reading a book with, <laughs> we a, knew you're 63. <laughs> I'm 63. So I, I read books with the basis for newfound glory every night. <laughs> and some bifocals. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I was reading a book and they were talking about how, uh, they were, they were talking about just how enriching reading books is. And I think now like, it's funny how, like TV shows and movies, you're like, oh gosh, you got to that part. But do you remember, Kevin, you were telling me one time you read The Old Man and the Sea? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, uh, you guys are just bragging all over the place. I didn't brag. Corey bragged on my behalf because before I was like, hey, can you like let the listeners know? Like, yeah, listeners but you winked. If I you winked. <laughs> you did wink. <laughs> you did wink. I was like, yeah, I did. Thanks. Hey, man, yeah, shortest Hemingway book, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it was, there was like a, there was like a fun moment that seemed like that was maybe what TV culture was back before we were, we are today where you were like, read the old man in the sea. And I was like, Hey, what'd you think? You're like, you read it. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then you told me, and I was like, yeah, man, I remember all those lessons. Yeah. And then I talked to another friend recently and I was saying, we were having that conversation. He was like, old man in the sea. I heard that one's a snoozer. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I was like, actually it's not, it's, it's deep. It's short, but it's deep. Uh. It, I mean, almost Every good book is a snoozer, except to the people that say it's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me think about that. I, no. No, John, and I would, you read more books than both of us. I would say that. There are books that are more exciting or not, but it's like, if you, Old Man in the Sea is not a snoozer. It's not a snoozer. It's just, it's not, it's not dynamic. It's about a guy in a boat for the entire book until he gets to the shore. Later. It's not, it's but not, it's, but it's, I'm not saying that dude's it's, fucking I'm, stupid. If he, if. I'm not saying it's a I, snoozer. I know. What I've, I'm saying is it's a simple book and yeah. it's just like it's a it's a long story about one thing and then you realize, oh my gosh, I got it. Here's yeah. what I don't like about Hemingway is he knew how smart he was and he would write in like to make things intentionally difficult to understand because he was at such a higher level. So when you mm -hmm. read his stuff at a surface layer, you're like, This is boring or I, I don't know what's going on because I think he was so much like I think so much of a, a better writer than most people are reading. He's like season three of Sex in the City. Yes. And other writers are season one and two. Yes. Although season three of Sex in the City, I don't think anyone finds it boring. I think like we've. I don't think anyone finds Hemingway boring besides that dumb fucking idiot. 
Right. Uh, you're also friends with that person, but Who? I'm not going to out them on the air. Yeah, out them. I'm not going to out them. All right, let's get let's watch the episode. I want to talk about books. Me too. I want to talk. I want to talk. No, no, no. I want to talk about books and the newfound glory cover. This is a real question. Do you think because I feel like it could be very easily done? What are the chances that there is an old man in the sea pun for an episode of Sex in the City? Oh, there has to be. Old man in the C U N T. Is that what it is? Ladies, if and gentlemen, anyone Wait. out there, we want to know if there's if there is a pun of old man in the sea. We've already had it's old man in the can, the old man ass episode. Yeah, there's one of them. Oh yeah. All right, let's watch. <laughs> Stuff writes itself. Episode thirty nine. Easy come, easy go. Big tells Carrie that he's leaving his wife. Miranda deals with her breakup and Steve moving out of the apartment. After meeting the McDougal family matriarch, Charlotte maneuvers Trey into making an alrighty proposal. Samantha is upset because the guy she's dating has funky spunk. And now, back to the boys. And we're back! Easy come! Easy go. That's some newfound glory for you guys. We started off with good Charlotte. Now we're at newfound glory. Full circle. That is that is. Such I choose my friends over you. <laughs> I got, I knew a girl. She wanted to be engaged in front of Tiffany's. So I said, all righty, all righty. <laughs> and I'm running around in my 30 whiteies, all righty. That's every punk song. <laughs> Listen, and by the way, we just the only fun. one I love more than you is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> when she, she touches my arm, she says, "Babe, don't get a martini, get red wine." So give me fucking basil, <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes and basil, cause Trey says alrighty. <laughs> also, I would, I'd love to be in a punk band like that. <laughs> a Sex and the, the City day. themed. I punk would band? love to be in a set. If okay, we'll get to the episode. What would a Sex in the City themed punk band be called? Oh man, would it be uh, called? Uh, that's such a good question for for our fans. That is, tweet at us or you know, get get in touch with us. However, I, it's just I feel it's like hard for me to get if, away from Good Charlotte. If Sex in the true. City, Good Charlotte is maybe the already the Sex in the City City uh, band. I know, but Sex. Dude, if, I think Miranda Punch is pretty good too. Miranda, Miranda Punch? Punch. Yeah, I mean, she said she'd punch Steve if she <laughs> yeah. punched someone. This episode. You were that was in your fan fiction, that and then she did. Did talk about? I saw it. it. I, I did. I had no it. idea that Miranda was so abusive, yeah. but I saw it. Yeah, she's tough. If, I saw it in her eyes. If it wasn't a TV show name, iconically, it would be a great '90s punk band name. Just Sex, Sex in the, the city. city. Yeah, that's like all those '90s punk totally. bands, or like bands like "And You Will Know Us by the Trail of the Dead." Yeah. All those like long name oh, bands. Yeah. yeah, Sex in the City. Hey guys, what's up? We're Sex in the City. Green Day's up next. Here we go. This next called. Alrighty. This was so. This song, it like uh, this. It's funny because like Corey, our drummer, uh, he. Hey, what's up, guys? This is like uh, just like we meant it as a fucking like joke song. Yeah. But then like it's it's a song you guys all came here for. Everybody, get ready for fucking taste of spunk. My skunk. And my spunk tastes like a skunk. <laughs> Asparagus and chlorine. <laughs> I put it in your mouth, not your sheen. 
<laughs> and it tastes like pickles. Oh. <laughs> tastes like pickles and nickels that are mixed together. <laughs> I showed my mom my dick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, guys, how are, how are you liking this comeback from the episode? Man, think about that. How bad do you just want to hear from Ank right now? Oh, dude, we're just going full circle. Yep. Let's dive right in. That changed right. my diet. <laughs> Let's dive right in. Um, I want to start with Big just looking at Carrie after getting coffee spilled on his crotch and just going, well, it ain't cold. Well, that was it ain't cold. Fantastic. I, I feel know. like uh, Jack Nicholas should have delivered that line. <laughs> well, it ain't cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, it ain't cold, is it, Carrie? <laughs> There's hot coffee Wait, all over get- my cock. <laughs> <laughs> this town needs an enema. You know that's from? No. The Tim Burton Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> this town needs an enema. And I need- Wait till they get a load of me. I need coffee all over my balls. <laughs> I'll see you over at the Algonquin where I kind of get rapey with you in the elevator. Oh, geez. That scene I'll was give super- you some funky taste. All right, I'm going to get real here for a second. Okay, okay, okay. Get real. Okay. We're just riffing. Just riffing. If you're a TV show writer, if you are a TV show producer, you need to get rid of scenes like that. Those scenes to to change them now. Y- yes, those to go scenes, back. No, no, no. I mean, what what's done is done, but oh, okay. you cannot oh, yeah. write scenes like that anymore. Well, I don't think they in, do. This go, yeah, this goes into the whole thing of how the show's aged. I don't think they write scenes like that anymore. You can't. But yeah, but there was one in uh, Girls like a couple years ago where Adam got like really aggressive. Well, yeah, but that was that was the plot point of the thing. They afterward like Amy, there's that scene with Amy Schumer and. Uh, that actress, oh god, what is her name? Uh, I'll remember it in a second. But yeah, there's there's a whole deal about how Adam like went way too far, and like afterward, the girl was like, "I didn't enjoy that at all." And it was like a whole thing about how like Adam is kind of a psychopath. I didn't. Sherry Appleby, that was okay. the actress. Sherry well, Appleby. I, I I just think I don't know. I, like I, I feel like this one was I'm more like Carrie gave into updated it. Updated with the TV shows and how they work nowadays, but but you have to. Get- I understand what you're saying, but the way you said that sounded like I don't like, watch a lot. Listen, of, I don't know how the shows work, yeah, no. and like the only show I really watch nowadays they, is Sex and the City. I don't, I don't really know if watch they film a lot them through TV. a hat. But those that that like motif of a guy yes. pushing through resistance, and then eventually the woman yes. falling for it and being happy that he pushed through has got to stop. It, I, I is, agree. This was also such an awful message, and I think. Yeah, and I think that's how the show is aged. I I one hundred percent agree with you because there are there are there. Ha- I guarantee you, guys watched that, and they're like, "That's what I have to do." I cannot hear no. I, I guarantee you, keep- until now, no guys have watched that. No, I'm <laughs> I do. Think I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I okay. This is a whole much broader thing that is like yes with a caveat, and the caveat is not yes, but it's that. I love the idea of someone listening to the beginning of this episode and maybe skipping ahead three minutes. Just how different. different. Yeah, we're just like, yeah. we. hey, we go hard on whatever we're talking about. All right, caveat. Is is not not the caveat, but but that is like, um, that there, I think, are natural, natural self-correcting things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, this this show, let's, let's take something that is way more recent and just as iconic the entire plot point of super bad is to get girls drunk to fuck them yeah you know what i mean like and they're and 
not a single person. I mean, I didn't. It was a beloved praise movie. People were arguing that movie is like that could be up for best screenplay. There was not a single even caveat in most reviews. They were like, also the entire plot of the movie is blah 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 blah. So, and then I was listening to an interview with Jonah Hill, and he had to address that with Terry Gross. Yeah. So I agree with you. Can we talk about a uh, super bad? And you, uh, the, the plot of that movie is a little problematic these days. <laughs> oh no! I mean that's exactly what it was. Fresh air, fresh <laughs> air. But love Terry Gross. I th- can't I th- wait to have her on the Bradshaw Boys. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be such a massive get. Such a get. Um, Could you imagine her just talking about funky spunk? <laughs> It's funny that time. Also, my podcast voice is the same for every person. <laughs> I, But this is what I think, that some of it is self-correcting, that I think that when people over-attribute over um, things like what we're currently in right now is like, was Harvey Weinstein doing what he was doing? Even, I mean, that right there, we I was saying like, what Bobby Cannavale, by pushing her right. not down, mm-hmm. was like, that's sure. the exact thing that... Aziz. Was acu- that Aziz was accused yeah. of doing? Yeah, and so, and I think sometimes people overcorrect to see past things and say, "Oh my gosh, that's why things happened." And I think it's very bad for representation. But also, it's like, aside from the representation at the time, even if these shows didn't happen, the the what's what what is it like? I don't want people to get over excited about like let's change this it'll fix the problem it's like no like the problem's way 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 worse than what's represented on tv mm-hmm. does that make sense so i think that tv is the quickest thing that will adjust because it's people that are trying to represent human nature in a correct way and so for a while people are like oh that's how it works but what's actually way harder is how people actually act in the real world all the time does I, that make sense that does make sense it that, does it, make it, sense it, it makes sense and i think it's I, I don't think you're doing this. I'm not trying to clarify for you, but I think it makes sense. And that you're saying you're not saying like, so that makes it okay. Cause you're not saying that what, no. you're, what you're saying is those problems um, are horrible and exist everywhere. And fixing them on television wouldn't just fix the problem everywhere. However, you were saying yes. And <laughs> yes. So you did study improv. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Improv. Yeah. Hey, Real quick, thank you, Del Close, for everything you gave us. <laughs> I, I, but, but, it, I, I think we were also saying that in 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 television, like, just giving stuff like that a pass, like you don't do that anymore because you're like, that implies in that it implies it without consequence in that story that it's like big, clearly pushed three times, and if that happened with like anyone that we knew. We'd be like, wait a second. Like if that happened in real life, we'd be like, you don't just push like that in real life. I think also that when when it's characters, like you know what is you're you they know what they're getting at a little bit more. So my thing is like there could be way worse things represented on TV and better things happening in in the world. Like I, I think this is this is a thing that is like etched in time. Anything that's etched in time is. The, the one of the only representatives we have of, of what that time was. Sure. So this is more of a representation that it's like people found that to be romantic at the time. And it would be very interesting to see if there was anyone that cared about that at the time. Yeah, It was most people, most likely, I think, could be wrong. Most people at the time were watching that and were like into the characters 
and were not thinking what we're thinking now. Or if they were, that argument would not have been recognized as it is now. As it is if, now. If someone, yeah. if, I think if someone, my guess, I don't know, um, but my guess would be if someone wrote an article and was like, hey, we need to talk about this thing then, mm-hmm. that would be would would not I mean technology was different too but that wouldn't get near as much traction as it would now I'm not saying it does not deserve to get that much traction but I I think I see what you're saying where it's like people didn't really bat an eye at that as much then and and that issue wasn't wasn't spotlighted so or talked my, about my question is is like you guys are both very creative and I think that 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 idea of the heart taking over the head like mm-hmm. her through line like just acting like what what would have been a better way to write that scene? Cause there had like that scene was important to show her, to show her deciding to not listen to reason. Okay. And just be a basket case. And, and I, I think so like, what, what does that scene look like with think, him at him at the hotel? First of all, her not wanting to see him. Yeah. I think it starts out with him being like, can we talk? And she's like, no, I think I, well, I think you flip it to where, He's like, look, I just want to talk. And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. And then he's like, I think you flip it to where she is like, I, this was in some movie, but basically she grabs him mm-hmm. and he's like, what are you talking? And she's like, shut up. And she gives in first to where it's like, so there's never a thing of him forcing himself on her, right. but he shows saying, up and she's, she's like, clearly saying no and exactly. pushing him away. But we're, but we're, and I don't know, I can be wrong on this, but like you have him showing up there and she's like, what are you doing here? You're not welcome. You're at this bar, go home to your wife. And he's like, I don't want to. And then finally she's like, shut up and like grabs him and he's like, what are you doing? And then it's more of a thing where it's like, it's, it's cause I I don't know. I mean, I think I've been maybe in have situation. it where he's like at the bar and she gets up and leaves, and as like the elevator door is closing, she like sticks her hand out and she like walks up and kisses him. Yeah, or pulls him in or something, and, and then yeah. and then it's that 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 shows it as more of a consensual thing, right? But I think that you, yeah, that gets away from him forcing I, himself on her because I do feel like I have been in situations with people where there's a thing where it's like. Uh, I don't know. And it's like, forget that, you know, and you, and you, totally. you, you betray, you betray logic. how you betray logic, but you, I guess you betray your conscience yeah. in that sense, mm-hmm. but there's not a, like, there's not a, a physical altercation. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if that's an altercation or not, but he definitely, he definitely, definitely pushed and she said, I mean, I guess it was an altercation. She, yeah. She said no. And she pushed her him away twice. A couple times. Yeah. A couple times. I, don't know. <clears throat> I think the better way to write that would be would be that it ends intensely. He leaves and then she like calls him later or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's like, never fucking do that to me again. And he, and then he's like, are you going to hang up? And she's like, no, I'm at your door or, mm. you know what I mean? Because yeah, that's true. That, that, but I also think that, well, wait, so, so, so he still physically, like he, he, he still, still gets rewarded. So the, yeah, <laughs> so then that's still a, 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 a foul message, I think. I, well, then you go I know, into, but then you go. I am in. not, I'm not pro what he did and I'm not even pro the episode, yes, but you shit are. like that happens yes, you all the time, it all ha- the time. And, and it happens all the time because, because from what I know, my limited experience with popular media is that is a common way of portraying someone giving in to usually a man, usually like, like ignoring logic and usually falling in love that is usually a way that they portray that okay i mean it's also written i i wouldn't 
I wouldn't say that it would be on. I think it would make sense that it's like masculine energy is a pers like a very pursuant energy. And it's this episode is directed and written by two gay men. So that wouldn't be weird to be like with a man and another man. It, that that to me wouldn't look as weird with a man and another man. Is it that she's smaller and that she is a woman? And it's but it's like this is written by a gay man, directed by a gay man. We're men watching it. And yeah, it's uncomfortable watching like a girl say like, no, no, no. Yes. And then like he gets the Pavlog's pavlov's dog like yeah this works but i just don't i just don't know i think it's like everybody's vi like it's it's just like a different shade in which we watch anything like that mm -hmm. and that it's like i just it obviously wouldn't pass to be written like that right and and then i also am like is also uh is it helpful to look back and just be like Oh my word! And it's like, what was Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, I think it was. I think, and that's a whole other issue. Could he dress up like an old woman? <laughs> if he had Harvey Harvey Firestein doing his makeup, he absolutely could. That's true. Um, Great movie. That that whenever things like that come about, that it, I had the same reaction you did. Like you're like, man, that would that does not play how it did back in two thousand one. Um, but then also. It you don't see that now as much, and if they did that now, it would be a Master of None episode where that happens, and it's like, hey, we're gonna like address that now yeah. with television because we're different. And then Aziz couldn't do that with season three; he can't address sexual stuff right. because it's like, hey, dude. So that that to me is a big thing that I think of. That I'm like, I've I got preached to about how to treat women from Aziz Ansari last time on television. I'm not necessarily looking right. for my life lessons from TV because who knows the guys that wrote and did this. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all like Well, yeah, and I, I also think <laughs> this would be a really great time to have a female guest on the show. Totally. Yeah. We said no, like three straight time. white dudes. There's just three straight dudes talking about that. Well it ain't cold. Well, it ain't cold. Corey just backed off. He's like, three straight dudes. We're three straight dudes. Well, it's like the race is not John, in this. John, John is, what are you again? What? What race are you again? No, I'm Armenian. 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 <laughs> is that why you pulled back on no, white? No, the reason I pulled back, and this maybe shows like a, the uh, triggering I'm very white. Live in. You're, but, you're yeah, incredibly white. I do have Armenian in me. But the reason... Um, the reason I pulled back is because, and this like shows like the triggering culture we're in, is that I was like three straight white dudes, and I was like, wait a second, this isn't a race thing. Street three straight dudes, I can't <laughs> say white. That's so funny. But I'm so used to saying like straight white male because right, that's here's what I have. I have. I, I want to move on and talk. About yeah, we, real we, quick though. Okay, because tie, tie it up, wrap it up. The Bradshaw Boys at nyc at gmail .com. Yeah, women or gay men or any listener. Or a guy that this is who's tried this and it's gone well or not. Any person, write us an email and I guess what were your reactions? Yeah. What are your yeah. reactions to that rewatch scene? It. Now? Rewatch that rewatch scene. It. If you it's, don't watch the episode with us all the way through, rewatch the last five minutes of season three, episode nine. Yeah. And send your thoughts. Is it a like, are we overreacting? It doesn't play and let well. Let us know if you really do think it's gay to taste your own spunk. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they talk about that. Also, I'll say this. Are you guys ready to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Because Kevin's got a story from middle school. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. I know what it is. Um, no, also, also email us or record a voice note on your phone and send it to the Bradshaw Boys at nyc.com. And, 
and, at Gmail. I mean, uh, and let us hear your beautiful voice. And we'll we'll do a Patreon app, or we'll talk about it next time. All right, thank you. Bye. So here's here's some something else I want to talk about in this episode is everyone knows. I think they're being really bad friends to Charlotte. Everyone knows she's making a mistake, and they're just kind of rolling their eyes at her when she's not looking at the chat and chow. Do you think? And do you go ahead? Like, why why aren't they well, telling her that she's? I mean, Miranda you, you, is. You I, you think that she would listen? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that no, they're like this is like, how she it's is. It's still like I hear so often like. What was what's so great about Sex and the City is these like great these solid friendships. Sure, they're not really acting. But think about like our we're all three friends. We're three straight white males that are friends. <laughs> and um, uh, I even when I said at that time I was like, dang it, oh, Twitter, it, Twitter mob. Am I straight? Am I straight? Am I taste I? my own spunk all the time. Um, but uh, I you know if you know someone that's like, listen, they're going down this path no matter yeah. what. If if they're you know if they're an opioid addict i'm gonna step in but otherwise if this is this kind of thing like charlotte's gonna do what she's gonna do that's do you true. think it's maybe, gonna get maybe, to that point it's like that, she's gonna do what maybe she's that's like do. the whole through line of the episode is she's listening to her heart right now and like when someone's listening to their heart there's no getting to their head i there's a great quote john Thank when you. someone's is that from the episode no i just made it up that just came up. Sick. Top you guys want that head. on? You guys want that on T-shirts? We'll put it on a T-shirt. We'll sell it. Yeah, we'll what'd sell you, it at a discount price. What'd you say? Again? I think when someone's listening to their heart, there's no getting them to listen to their head. Or that doesn't seem like getting a T-shirt anyone would want to no. wear. Hi, <laughs> like this is about my friend Phil. A- he will not fucking dump this girl. Listen, I used to wear shirts that said "fries over guys," but now I'm <laughs> now this wearing one's a complicated one that's quote like about listening to your head. Very specific about my friend who's getting married <laughs> to this guy who doesn't treat her well. No, I I think that. Listen, you you do your due diligence as a friend. We have a friend that is like very much. He's like sat down with like fiancés and been like, "I want to buy your fiance like dinner." And then he sits down and he's like, "I don't think you should be with my friend." Like he's done that to multiple girls. Who's that? Huh? Harlan. Oh, okay, we'll bleep his name out. Why? I mean, he knows it. He's like proud. He, wait, of it. he sits down with uh, he's, fiancés. He, he's done it with multiple f- friends. Is that true? Should we? Wait, bleep he's this? like sat down. Oh yeah, and been like, we I don't bleep think his name. Sh- I don't care. I mean, I don't know if he cares, but I. But he's very, very productive. But there's a certain point. He's all. You know what? I'll go ahead and out him. He's the guy that talked crap on the old man in the sea. Whoa! From earlier. Just kidding, it's a different this, person. This dude sat down with her Hemingway and was like, hey, man. Hemingway was like, hey, man. Snoozer. Hey, kind of a fluff book you wrote there, pal. <laughs> so there is a point you do, and then, you know what? And then he had to awkwardly, like, show up to a wedding and be like, I'm not standing up. I already did my stand-up mm-hmm. moment. No. But there is a point that you're like, hey, say la vie. And I think Charlotte is legitimately to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think and, that's until true. her engagement doesn't go out exactly as she plans so has weird. planned in her crazy. Head well, they and did kind of freaking out again. She yeah. did kind of roast her in the in the voiceover, which was odd to be like. And from now on, she always made this bullshit story up. That was kind of I actually did feel bad for her in that moment. Charlotte's gone like a whole new level of crazy with Trey. She I has. Know, but it felt well. The weird the the one thing that I think that she could have done. <laughs> wait, what? I don't know. I was just I was Kevin, acting like I like Trey. You gave me weird eyes. <laughs> Kevin's a Trey. Kevin's a Trey guy. Oh, wait I'm a, a Trey guy. I just want to get married to some dude with something. Wait, you're on the tra- you're on the train. You're on the train train. You're on the train train. Yeah, train train. Dude, I, train feel train. Be- I feel betrayed, dude. Uh, <laughs> hey, get on uh, the caboose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next boyfriend she has. His name is Caboose. Caboose. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Caboose. Now, uh, I 
the one thing Charlotte could have done is at that dinner when he gets the basil and tomatoes and then she's like, oh no, it, and, and then they get engaged. She could have later been like, Hey, I love you. That's not how I wanted that to happen. Right. You didn't even ask me. Yeah. We can put this on pause for a week or I'll wait till you really ask me. Like she could have spoken And if up. he's not listening, she just grabs his arm and re-says it. Yeah. And acts like his mom. Yeah, That's all she was doing is being yeah. his mom. Yeah. I she, love you. Yeah. You're, you're perfect. I really like that now though, change. that she, that she had like all of the power to like really control what she thought her destiny was. And it still got kind of got messed up. It was, it was, I, I yeah. did like that. With great power comes great responsibility, and she just she just squandered it. What's uh what is what's he do for a living? Rich. Okay. Yeah, he's in he's a he's a detective in Twin Peaks, right? So it is does for a living. He plays um, tennis. I do like that. Has a mom that just rips cigs. <laughs> I know. His mom was just. They had to cast an older lady that rips cigs. I mean, well, they also got herbal cigarettes. Well, but they no when they cast her her character. Like they, she looked like an older smoker. Oh yeah, that's true. And I mean, it it was. So just, when they do that, or in the casting call, they're like, "We just need some haggard looking lady." <laughs> I, that's what get, I was they wondering. Do, they, do, they are like old older woman, like you know. Yeah. No, sure. but th- but that you said it polite. You said older woman, like sure. Or did she say was like, very wrinkly? They say like, smoky we need. Skin. It would probably say something like, "Do we need a raggedy old?" No, it does not booth say raggedy. Like no. a really we old, need to talk about booth old booth bitch. We need a booth bitch from the 50s that just had we too tra- much scotch and cigs. No, they don't say that. Well, that's and, what I'm wondering, like what they cast her, because it was very, it's a very clear message to be the only one smoking. It's probably just like elderly woman, average looking. That's probably what it is. They missed, she they, looked like they a missed smoker. the mark then. Yeah, but think about it. When you're elderly she like and- the Marlboro a- woman. <laughs> When you're elderly and average looking, you're everybody that's elderly and average looking just looks like a person. She, I didn't think she looked like horrible. I think it's, it's like an just, old lady. That's, I'm not saying just, horrible. I'm saying smoker skin. She was yeah, extra I think wrinkly. Just because they well, they then had you bring ripping. in all those people and you're like, that's our gal right there. They and had that person, all the six. and that person knows their deal. <laughs> hey, listen, you're just trying to get on TV to make your six fifty a day or whatever you get for a one for an under five or whatever. Come on, this is the business, guys. That's what we're doing. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I, I talked to a guy. I love casting Corey. Hey, listen. listen. This is just what we're doing. This I'm going to be a it. casting director. Hey, you come in. Marilyn, we love you. Uh, you're going to play an old haggard lady in yeah. this. We'll put some makeup on. You're going to mess up your hair. You'll be, be great. It'll be fine. You'll be great. You're on Queer as Folk next week. Can't all wait to have you on that, too. All you have to do is just touch this guy's arm. He's going to say all righty and just keep on smoking. Listen, can I tell you something? You're a better actor than both of them. <laughs> all right? You should have been famous. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, Trey, okay, look, we haven't even done it. Can you can you give us a thirty second flyby of what happens? We've gone in so many directions. Yeah, sh- Carrie asks, "Is it smarter to follow your head or your heart?" Uh, and that's all the stories we got. Miranda and Steve are broken up. Steve's on Gosh. the couch, uh, and and she's thinks she's going to do him a solid by befriending him, helping him find an apartment. But then he starts meeting women, getting messages on her machine. Carrie's with Aiden. She's a booth bitch. She uh, she runs into Mr. Big. Mr. Big comes back, aggressively uh, assaults her. Uh, we have Samantha, who's- Get uh, in the elevator. Get in the elevator. We have Samantha, who's with Funky Spunk Man, which-, mm-hmm. which Bobby uh, Cannavale. I'm a spunk man. Funk, 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 funk. Um, and then Charlotte um, meets Trey's mother. She realizes if you touch Trey's arm, you can tell him what to do. 
uh, and she kind of orchestrates her own engagement, and all he says is "alrighty," and she. Alrighty, and then alrighty. at the end, I mean, I and don't know if the, we actually said this or not. And then but. at the end, Carrie and Big uh, hook up, and uh, while well, Aiden is is like fixing her apartment, what which a, what, I, a, what a garbage can of a human being Carrie is. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I they well, he did, listens to Temple of the Dog. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I hey. thought it was. Uh, I thought it was some sixties band, but it was. Hey, also, that, was that a knock on Temple of the yeah. Dog? No, that was just what they were playing. It was like nineties grunge music. Dude, he was feeling it. Yeah. I know. You don't have to give him the business, cause Kevin. He's feeling it. Come on, man. I was forty five when that music came out. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, dude. I'm Come sorry. on, bro. you know what? You know, last a, time you gave us the business for becoming Trey guys. Or sorry, you for were, becoming Aiden fans. Yeah, I'm. I like. No, Aiden. you were Aiden haters. No, last you week? gave us the business last time because you said we were Steve haters. As we were wa- as we were watching the episode, I was like, I was like, I what what was my point last time? I don't even remember how to classify these guys because in the conversation, I was like, I'm going to need to know here, what the. This is what this here's is where where you here's and I talked about current. this. This is you go you like go in full and then like you wake up the next day and someone just <gasps> men in blacked your entire <gasps> memory. <laughs> Stirring the pot. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I had a lot of opinions last night. I don't remember what. Let's any start of them a new were. segment right now called the Bro Breakdown. I want to know where where we're at with every with bro the in the show. All right. Where are we at with Steve? Where are we at with Aiden? Where are we at with <laughs> Boom 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 Bro Breakdown. All right. I'll tell you where I'm at. And Bro Breakdown. Wait, are you choosing a bro? No, I want to go through. I want all of us to go through all the bros. I had a very different theme song for Bro Breakdown. Okay, ready? What bro, bro Breakdown. Welcome to the Bro Breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this Bro Breakdown is going to be lit. This is lit. Welcome to the Bro Breakdown. <laughs> where are we at? Bros, where are we at? With you the know breakdown? what? I got to say this. I feel like all of these bros are their own worst enemies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Uh, Aiden, one to 10. This episode, I'm at like an eight. Yeah. Steve, one to ten. I'm at like a two. He's acting like a real dangler and his suit looks stupid. Big, this episode, he bugged it. He bugged me. I did not like anything that he said except it ain't cold. One. That's where I'm at. What about Cannavale? I don't Funky know who Spunk. that is. Funky Funk. Don't care about him. I'm not okay. really, I wasn't really in him. Trey. Trey. Kind of cheesy. He's at a three. Okay. My bro, bro, bro breakdown is that uh, Trey's mom is smoking cigarettes, <laughs> still burning, please dumb. And I think that these are our guys. Uh, guys. They're sleeping with the clothes on last night with Steve. <laughs> okay, so um, I think Steve is doing what he has to do. He's getting out there. He's One wearing them motherfucking Paisleys. Steve's at a nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> such a contrarian. Oh. Steve's at a nine. Go getting, get hit by a cab. Getting out there. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Aiden is. Wow, that was very mean of me. Sorry. Aiden's at a nine. two. It's like don't fucking force yourself into some girl's apartment and fucking fuck her floor up just because you want to prove your love to her. Fuck him. Trey, oh. what? What's the scale? Oh, I gave Trey a low one, so you're probably going to go real high. What's the most forgettable number? Uh, Trey is... Probably a four. Yeah, Trey's a four because he's just like... That's what I was going to Going say. around like, this, like, oh, it's ranch. Fuck you. And then Bobby Cannavale, a 10. Big? When, big? 
Um, <laughs> big is in the timeout box. Anytime, <laughs> big, big doesn't get until big gets his shit. To, I would put big on a low level because I will say Chris Noth. I'll give a ten. Yeah, because lost he, some weight. He lost some weight, but also him taking off the big character maze makes his acting so much more realistic. All right. It makes it way more like. I'm a real person rather than being like, <laughs> I'm a billionaire. It's like, no, no, no. I know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I assault women. I'm finally in my true <laughs> clothes. Um, Bro breakdown, Corey. Bro breakdown. Steve, uh, Steve's at like a three. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't feel like I'm not going to put Steve at a one. He's acting like a real sack right now. Steve, Steve has to have someone else's couch he can sleep on. No kidding. Steve is a child. He's maybe at a two. But I did think that one moment, it, it kind of got me when they were like, we did all right, didn't we? Like yeah. Steve's, that was Steve's going through some heartache, but he, he kind of sucks. Um, Trey. Yeah. Trey's a four. Yeah, Trey's forgettable. Definitely a four. Trey's, I don't, Trey might not be human. I think Trey got like in second <laughs> yeah. men in black reference, but Trey's like Vincent D'Onofrio being like sugar and yeah. water. He's yeah, just, like, Trey's he's just like, like a person. Yeah, like, is this how you're a human? Touch he's my just arm. just a Muppet. And then um, who else do we have? Cannavale, Spunk guy? Yes, Funky Spunk. He's a 69 in my book. <laughs> and then Aiden. Aiden. Eight, bro, Aiden's like a nine. Yeah, dude, I'm feeling I felt like, I'm also feeling like John Corbett's acting. I'm like, he's he's acting. He's just like, hey, babe, what's yeah. up? Like, I'm I feel like he's doing the, right I am now. too. I feel like he did a great job. He's running that furniture show. He's doing great. He's He's got a booth, bitch. He's calling, I mean, Carrie, Carrie got it from all angles. People are just calling her a bitch and yeah, the booth her thing was a little weird. But yeah, Aiden's, and then, um, who else we got? Big, big is, big needs to go to AA. He's a yeah. 12. This has been your what, what bro, bro, bro breakdown. Bro breakdown. It's been great bro down with you. Some of these men are. <laughs> my car is in the front. That's right. with my clothes on. All right. All right. Next segment. You guys know what it's time for. We're so fucking good at segments. Next segment, right? It's a favorite guy. It's a favorite guy. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. All right. So for uh, this Steve Talk, um, Steve's going to find out that he has funky tasting spunk. All right. Can I be? Yeah, you be whoever you want. All right. I'm... uh, I'm a, the prostitute that Steve was hanging out with <laughs> in this episode. In that in that dungeon he was trying to rent yeah. for an apartment. Here, here. Um, how much? Yeah, well, how, how much is it going to be? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm going through a rough time, so I figured maybe I, you know, I went to the back page of the Village Voice, and uh, so uh, what's it why are you having a rough time, sweetheart? <laughs> oh, destiny, you know, it's just. Uh, my girlfriend, I'm still staying on her couch. and uh, Well, uh, you're not on the couch now. That'll be uh, $22. Oh, all I got is... It used uh, to be 20 but there's inflation. I uh, Speaking of inflation, something's wrong with my wing wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whip it out. Oh, here you go. Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah, that's the Steve special. It goes in two seconds. Wow. That, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah? That Does that taste like a Stella? 
<laughs> that tastes like Stella Artois. Oh, God. The oh, new sponsor of Sex in the City? The new sponsor 2019? of Sex in the City. Well, I guess I'm doing okay. I don't know if you have my favorite I don't beautiful. know if you're having so much Stella. <laughs> it's even carbonated. That's all I, I hooked up one of the taps in the bar into my vein the other night because I'm so sad. Trey, honey, give this guy a towel. <laughs> it's a favorite towel. Oh, man. It's hey. What do you think of this shirt, though? It's Steve Top Miranda. <laughs> Well, I'll wow. I'll oh say this. Let's see if talk is all over the place. I got to go great. back to improv classes. It was great. Um, <sighs> I what do we need? What do we need to talk about? We we've been a little. Oh, you know what? We'll talk about this real quick. At one point, Carrie was distraught, and she said, "Does someone want to split a Reuben?" I wish I was there. I love oh, Reuben. Oh, I would split a Reuben with anyone, but especially Carrie Bradshaw. I would want my own. That's a good point. I'd eat a Reuben with her. Hey, I lo- I, you know what? I love Reubens. I, I love uh, I love Reubens. Reubens dude, and Muffaletta is my two favorite start? sandwiches. Really? Yes. Do you want to start I, a sandwich podcast? Y- yes. Dude. I have a question. Okay. Hold on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> start your fucking Muffaletta podcast. I will. You're going to want to be a part of it. You know you are. Yeah, don't. Married men don't leave their wives. I didn't understand that. I understood it. Samantha was saying married men don't leave It's because they just cheat. keep cheating. They keep cheating until they get found out. Uh, and then the wives leave. And then the wives leave. Or the wives stay and it's a really sad situation. And I mean, just... Big decided not to leave. It's going to cost yeah, exactly. too much. <laughs> exactly. He said that. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to leave. And meanwhile, I think this is where we start to see some of Natasha's humanity because he's just doing doing her all sorts of dirty. Is there hey. an episode where we actually see her humanity? <laughs> <laughs> That's the NC-17 episode. Uh, you you want to just like rapid fire certain things because we've been all over the place. Yeah, yeah everything in, everything in Big's house is beige. What'd you think of that part? He said Natasha's gotten just all beige stuff. Yeah, she lights up her life. Well, carries I, the carries color, carries yeah. the red in his life. She yeah. lights it up with red. Yeah, yeah. It, that goes back to the the like, last episode of season two. That that movie that they referenced, where you know Carrie is the wild stallion, and and Natasha, everything else is just beige. Oh, wild the barber, stallions. The, the, you guys know that's from. Or the horse. Remember, that's from uh, Bill and Ted's. Thank Adventure. you. Thank but you. the Bar- Barbara Streisand movie, the way they were? Yeah. The way we were? Yeah. Uh, Natasha's beige carries yeah. the the horse that can't be tamed. Yep, exactly. Mm. Okay, so yeah, beige. Oh, hey, fashion. You guys notice any fashion? Steve's dumb paisley shirt. Oh my gosh. They Harry suck some- it. They suck at men's fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just big in these big boxy suits that are probably going to come back in like 10 years. <laughs> And they're just David Burns. Listen, suits. everyone that's like, you missed the fashion. No, no, no. If you want us to hone in on fashion, how about we get Patricia Field on in here and we grill her on how shitty the men's fashion wow. is? Wow. With wow. fucking Steve dangling all over the place. But that's what he Bunch is, of man. dudes in cargo what you, shorts. What do you want? To, uh, what do you want Steve to wear at the ba- West Fourth Street basketball court? Every single one of these characters is on their way to Bonnaroo, and that's about <laughs> it. It's Bonnaroo, or they're at fucking La Grenouille on the Upper East Side getting an expensive dinner okay what about trey looked nice i love love trey you do love trey (laughs) Trey's your favorite character uh trey is a person four trey is fashion icon nine Nine. (laughs) (laughs) oh man miranda had a good red suit on oh yeah red power suit oh yeah she was rocking that also looked really nice this episode too yeah and and her haircut was a little a little on the 2000 side but it was it was cool there's some choppiness in that she cut. looked yeah she looked a little tom yorkie with her haircut she looked good <laughs> she rocked it i will say they were they were showing off sjp's stomach per use and yeah. it's like man i just I, I can't imagine what it would take to get abs 
It would it would take like twenty years if you went twenty years off your life right now and you just didn't eat any car- you didn't eat any carbs. Yeah. It's all diet. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, from a guy that used to have abs and <laughs> never had abs. Yeah, it, it's uh, all diet. You ever tell you about the my my you know, I have a I, I had I had surgery when I was a baby. Yeah. And I have a scar across my stomach. And uh because of that I have a permanent I have a permanent fat line. When I was in high school, people would be like people would be like, Hey man, it's cool, dude. I, I get fat rolls sometimes too. But a doctor gave them to me. A doctor gave, a doctor me, gave a me a fat roll. Permanent fat I got rolls. plastic surgery. Wait, I get, what are you talking about? This scar right here. Oh, gross! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> see it? Yeah, I see it now. I never knew, I never that, knew that about you. Because you always thought I was fat. No, 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 no I just didn't know. No, but what it was. was, what it was, was that when I got it, the, the doctor told my parents, it was like I was six months old and I had and I had this thing called Innocentception. Mm-hmm. Google it. And uh, I love do- that movie. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. I've had, I had, I had McConaughey and saw my, I can't do a McConaughey. He wasn't in that movie. <laughs> he wasn't? No. No. It was the one with the Leonardo the, DiCaprio. The, Leonardo DiCaprio and Joseph Gordon Levitt, right? Oh, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking His of movie uh, Interstellar. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they were like, the scar will be like an inch long. And the doctor was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll be a tiny little thing. And then it grew across my entire body. <laughs> it's like, I got older. oh, I forgot. My bad. It's wrong a surgery. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that we got to wrap things up. But, yeah. Wrap things um, up. There was just so much in this episode. There was a lot. And I think this is like, what this has to be one of the most iconic episodes. Well, I mean, yeah. he cheats on his wife and she cheats on Aiden. Yeah. This is fucking complicated. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then Steve, Steve moves out. Real. He's out with some sales assistant or whatever. Or some sales executive. Sales executive. Don't there we go. Talk down to her. Sorry, She's my just bad. Being You're normal. right. You're right. Yeah. That's right. She's just hooking up with a bartender. Exactly. In a dungeon. <laughs> exactly. Just one. What if it's like three more seasons in and it's just an air mattress and that and still that dude down there, the big bodyguard dude, just always there. Yeah. He comes that was, place. No, that was a tie in with Oz. That was, the, <laughs> that was a tie in with Oz on HBO. Yeah. Hey, wait, two things real quick that I want to mention. One is when Big showed up hammered at the furniture show when she was talking about she was the booth bitch. Did you notice that like one insert shot where mm-hmm. he puts and his she wipes drink the, down and he yeah. leaves a big coaster ring and she wipes it up. You yeah. think that's going to be there later? No, I don't think uh, so. I just thought it was like a good symbolic thing where it was like big is like drink and he's like, she's like trying to get him out of her life. Yeah. And then oh. it doesn't work. Oh. It doesn't work. And then also right after that, when Aiden walked off, he gave that little finger wave to Carrie. Oh yeah. The, oh, the toodle hands. The toodle hands. They gave the her some toodle hands. Yeah. That's I, why I like Aiden. That's that reason right there. I will say. There's not a lot of guys that hand. can just throw out a toodles. And big, a- big threw out toodle hands when we first met him. He did. He did. Carrie's a toodle. Carrie loves toodle hand guys. This is one of the most important through lines in the Sex and the City show. Toodle hands. The most important guys throw out toodles. That's what it is. For those of you that know the toodles, you just hold your hand up like you're about to give someone a high five, and then you just wiggle your fingers. And if it doesn't, if you're not sure if that's it, just do it and say toodles, and yeah. you'll be like, oh, yeah, that yeah, is it. it fits. I had a science teacher in high school, Mr. Uh, Richards, and he would just say, toodaloo, boys. <laughs> and he would do the hands. It was great. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I think- for one, enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Oh, let's, enjoyed- let's get to, let's rate it. Okay. Let's talk let's talk about A, that tasty beverage in your hand. Ladies and gentlemen, today's 
Cosmo Rating is brought to you by Absolute Absolute Elix. Elix. Absolutely Elix. I love Absolute Elix, but they made one of the biggest mistakes of their life following me on Instagram because I have one of the worst Instagrams (laughs) of all time. So (laughs) jokes on you guys, Absolute Elix. You do have one, uh, you have like a photo that was from this year and the rest of them are from like four years ago. I know, I'm so bad at it. It's okay. I'll get better. But I do have Pizza Shark, which is a great was one of my most popular Instagram photos. Look it up. Okay. So we're drinking out of these beautiful copper cups. Copper. And Corey, you made us um, a, an absolute Elix cocktail. I did. I made us the Elix Martini, mm. which is a pretty, it's a pretty standard Elix cocktail. It's basically a five parts absolute Elix, one part Lele Blanc. And then you uh, stir it like a martini. Don't shake it. And then you put uh, some lemon zest lemon in there. Zest. And... Corey is quite the mixologist, oh, thank you. and this is quite the vodka to be having with it. So it's very good. Uh, try some, and we'll take. Uh, we actually just put pictures of some of their yeah uh, gear up and follow their Instagram because they do some beautiful. They're stuff. They're a lot better at Instagram than I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Absolute Elix. Everyone is. So, uh, and Absolute Elix brings us the Cosmo rating, which for this episode, Cosmo ratings five, four, three, oh, gosh, two, one. Four point five. I said four. Four. Four point five. Holy shit. It was Man. a great episode. It was a great episode. Now I wish it would have gone a little higher. I did I actually get the right number this time? Uh, you usually have. I have usually I have some regret about missing the number. No, I would have gone four point two five. Oh. But I didn't. Come on. All so. right. Um absolutely great episode. Uh I love what's happening with with Aiden. Starting to fall in love with Aiden and they took him away from me and they got big in there, stirring the pot. Um, the Samantha storyline was really funny. I love that Charlotte finally got what she wanted and it's absolutely a train wreck. Steve, Miranda, Miranda kind of dealing with that. Uh, love this episode. Love the head, love the heart. I think this is an iconic episode. I think we're going to be talking about this episode in the future. Loved it. Would watch it again. Would watch it again. And it ain't cold. (laughs) Uh, I'm yeah. 4.0. Um, a packed episode. And I think a turning point episode in the series, it's got to be with the uh, Carrie, Big, Aiden, Love Triangle, just her cheating on Aiden. Samantha thing was, you know, we talk about a lot of Samantha storylines that are throwaways. And this one seems like it could be a throwaway, but it was like super funny and well written. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was like a uh, and like she like did an interplay with with Bobby Cannavale like it was it was it wasn't just a throwaway one Mm -hmm. it was right up there with like the short dude that Samantha slept with that one time uh yeah everybody had a pretty good storyline Steve and Miranda pulling the heartstrings Charlotte being set up for her doom it was it was great and also I'm I'm super into the symbolism of like the uh wiping away his coaster mark and stuff like that I feel like it's in there 4.0 and Toodles Hands. Let's oh, not Toodles that. Hands. Let's yeah. not forget the Toodles Hands. I gave it a four. I think that this was a solid episode. And I feel like we're I feel like we're getting into that strange territory where we're gonna go back and regret some of our earlier ratings because we're gonna yeah. do what those people that have been on there like you gotta you can't be throwing out fours because you need fours for moments like this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this feels like a more worthy four than other ones I gave. Mm-hmm. Um and I like what they're doing with Charlotte because at least there's some meaning in her story. Um, I liked the Steve and Miranda last scene. I thought that was like beautiful and sad. And I loved the 
fact, story-wise, I love the fact that, man, Aiden was just being such a great dude. And she, her, his girlfriend, who he loves, is off, like, sleeping. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Dude. So we don't haven't even had that impact yet because we don't get to see her be like, hey. And he's like, hey, babe, I love you. And you're like, oh. Uh, it's going to be tough. So He's just sitting there buffing her floor right now. Yeah. Ugh. So I thought it was great. Um, rate us a five on iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Go to our Patreon, and we'll have a new Patreon episode. Unless you think we're soon. a four. Unless, Unless you, you think, think we're, we're a four and, stars. And, and, and that's fine. If, if you think we're a four like Trey, <laughs> go for it. Alrighty. Alrighty. Do you guys know the song Easy Come, Easy Go by George Strait? I don't. Um, I just figured that we could have that play us out. Yeah, play us out. Love you guys. Bye. Take care, guys. See ya. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.